This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you for joining us on this Tuesday late afternoon. But it's dark out, so we'll call it evening. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Holly is in for Julia today, who is... Unable to speak. Unable to speak. Hard to do your radio job when you yeah, yeah. can't do it in can't semaphore talk. with I your know. flags up on top uh, of the roof. All right. So I don't know if either of you kiddos had a chance to watch the uh, Mark Twain Award show honoring Julia Louis-Dreyfus on PBS last night. I forgot night. it was on. We but, did not. Okay. So if you missed it, uh, we were able to get cuts from the show. I watched probably the first half hour skipped the middle, went and did some things, and then watched Julia <laughs> Louis-Dreyfus. Louis Dry- but it was it was only an hour, hour and a half, but it was kind of a who's who of people. And I, she, first of all, looked darling, and she really is Lucille Ball funny. She's so, oh, I yeah. just love her. Anyway, iconic. Iconic. Tina Fey. Donnie, don't even tell us. I, I, I don't know what to tell you, Lori. No, My I, computer is just not working on these audio cuts. I'm, I'll try a workaround. Holly, this is driving is this me nuts. How is this possible? I At a know. radio station, I, I need to know. wonder out loud for one uh, second geez. if, do we not, do we need to get a GoFundMe thing <laughs> oh so that gosh. we can have I'm trying audio? Oh. Do I need to call no. B. Arthur and have a talk with her? Uh do we need to get you a carpal could, t- tunnel you know, wrist Do you need thing? to turn it on and turn it back I on? I may again. have to restart the computer, which oh, means it's going to take a few minutes. No, all right, do that. So all while right. you're doing that, it, though, it just does. I, I do think, I mean, after 16 years, it's like unbelievable how many times that happens. And it's like, really? All right. It's right. the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. You that's know? right. Never, no one's listening. No, that's right. Nobody's listening. No, no one's on the road. road. It's just the two of us right here. Okay. <laughs> uh, the auction house Profiles in History, located in beautiful Hollywood, California, announced Monday that an Oscar awarded to Mutiny on the Bounty in 1936 and another Oscar, Gentleman's Agreement, 1948, will go up for auction in L.A. for Dece- on December 11th. And um, I guess Mutiny on the Bounty was one best picture. Um, Which version? And the, <laughs> the third, the thirties oh, one with Charles Lawton and, oh, Clark, and Clark Gable. Gable. Okay. I think that this Oscar might be the one that Clark Gable might have won. It, it is the one that Irving 
Thalberg. Ooh, best picture. For best picture. Oh, and oh. Uh, I was at the Biltmore Hotel. The Oscars are less than 10 years old. It's being put up for sale for the first time by the family of Thalberg, an essential figure in the early history of Hollywood. Yep. They think between two hundred to three hundred thousand i didn't think you could sell the uh, your oscar statue yeah, you but can't. Th- th- there is a caveat it yes. says something in the story about the exceptions well I th- the kind of exception, exception i think is that oscars that were given out before 1951 ish yes. are eligible to be sold which is why this oscar from mutiny on the bounty is able to go on auction because remember when there was all the kerfuffle, when Leonardo DiCaprio was hanging out with all those weird money people and somebody gifted him Marlon Brando's Brando's Oscar. Oscar. That's right. And then he had to give it back. He had to give it back. Yes, auctions of Oscar statues is very uncommon because winners from 1951 forward have to agree that their heirs must offer to sell it back to the Academy for $1 before selling it to anyone else. Well, who they're going to buy everybody's back. Well, of right. course they are. That's the deal. And it, Oscar should be one, not sold. And so and they sell for huge sums of money. And they are, I wouldn't be surprised if it, both those Oscars go for even more than that. I was going to say, that sounds like a low estimate for that Irving Thalberg one. Because back in Hollywood history, Irving Thalberg died when he was in his mid to late 30s. Right, yeah. and, and who was he married to? A Hollywood actress? Norma Shearer. Norma Shearer, that's right. Yeah. All right, and then Frank Capra presented the award. Oh, so all these people have had their mitts, mitts on, on this it. Oscar. I wonder why the family wants to sell it. Money. But <laughs> the, why Why would they why? want... Why? Like, are someone does, tired of dusting it? Doing, They're afraid of it being sold, stolen? There's no one left in the family? I'm always real curious. Like, I just think, oh, I just would think they have money, but maybe they don't have money. Do we know for sure that it's, it's the, fam- the family? It's from, it's from the family. It is the first time... The, yeah, they said it's coming right from the family. So, whoever. I bet you anything. There are members of the family... That aren't going to each other's Thanksgiving thing over this Thalberg Oscar. I'll bet you anything. Yeah. I'll bet you anything. Cousin Kirk made the salad, but he's selling the Oscar. Yeah. Who's who's best now in the family, right? Yeah. I don't know, because it just doesn't seem like... Well, think about this. Michael Jackson acquired David O. Selznick's Gone with the Win Oscar. So that's for Best Picture. For $1.5 million back in 1999. Okay, then... This is good. I mean, of course, it is a gun with the wind. And uh, Citizen, Orson Welles' Citizen Kane statue, which he wrote for a screenplay. He got that. Almost sold for a million dollars in 2011. And also, right. Jimmy Cagney's uh, Best Actor Oscar for Yankee Doodle Dandy failed to sell when no one would meet the minimum bid demand of $800,000. So I would imagine probably somewhere in the half a million dollar mark. Wow. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, I mean, maybe the family, maybe there isn't that much... Uh, Maybe there isn't that much money. Maybe they're just selling it out of spite to make somebody mad. Yeah, he only had two children and they're both dead. So it's a niece-nephew kind of a thing. I'm sure it's some distant relative who and they're doesn't. Just they're like, I don't. I need some liquid, yeah, liquid wanna, cash right yeah. now, and I don't care about this. I'm not sentimental. Yeah, that's what it is. So his his yeah his kids have uh, he had a, he had a, a boy and a girl and. And they both died, so yeah. so it's a niece nephew situation. Yeah. All right, do we have any of our Julia Louis? 
Dreyfus, well, can we I, think? Well, the squirrels were running around on their belts, and what? I think I finally got it to restart. Oh, all right. So the I squirrels are running on the belts, I hear you say that, right? Yes, that's the the state of our computer in here. No, it's not working. <laughs> the little, the oh, no, wait, wait, machine. wait. Oh, I got it to work. Okay, oh, okay. Hallelujah. All right, all is right. this Tina, Tina Fey? Fey? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Julia launched her television career on Saturday Night Live. Me too. Not hashtag me too, just regular me too. <laughs> Julia was a cast member on SNL for three years, during which she created such popular characters as Cindy, the girl with a giant zit, El Dorco's date Becky, and end of list. But that's officially two more characters than I had. (laughs) So you're up by two, Julia. Uh, We both left SNL to do sitcoms. For Julia, it was Seinfeld, okay? And in the early 90s, at a time on network TV when actresses were expected to have great timing and great tans and great eating disorders, Julia made the bold choice for her character, Elaine Bennis, to wear long, loose dresses, flat shoes, and oversized coats, and a center barrette. Because here's the secret, Julia's not afraid to be unlikable. Not on screen and not in person. Uh, that is so great. Nice. And that is such a true thing about we'd never seen anyone that looked like Elaine Bennis before. No, with the poofy no. hair and the curls and, and the, not the body afraid to be a cervix. And oh, oh, it's just, yes. I love that. All right, here's Stephen Colbert talking about uh, Julia. You're waiting, yeah. And yeah, I think, okay, I Ju- okay, and I think Julia <laughs> Louis was on SNL just one season. Yes, one yes. season. Yeah. What a joy it is tonight to honor the great Julia Louis-Dreyfus. A woman who I sincerely believe is the funniest person on television. And keep in mind, I'm on television right now. (laughs) And I think it's so fitting that we honor here at the Kennedy Center, the home of comedy. (laughs) And ballet and, uh, and piano concertos, but only the funny ones. Julia, tonight we celebrate your career with the Mark Twain Prize. Of course, every year the Mark Twain Prize comes with two things, a beautiful bust of Samuel Clemens, and as with any honor at the Kennedy Center, one Kennedy of your choice. (laughs) There's some still really good ones out there. I'd go with that uh, Congressman Joe Kennedy. He is a spicy little ginger. You're going to like him. Oh, nice. that's so cute. Do we have the Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, keep your fingers crossed. Right, yes, we do. We and he's just talking about how the ease of acting yeah, with, with her. her. People bought it. They believed it. They believed the relationship. And I think it's fair to say the show went on to do very nicely. <laughs> Here is how I did it. I just really, really liked Julia. I could not get enough of her. Nine years, I was not acting. I couldn't. I thought she was funny, charming, beautiful, intelligent. Every single second I ever spent with her on stage and off, bingo, no acting required. Just read the lines in the script, 180 episodes, syndication, DVD, streaming, piece of cake. <laughs> I thought that was re- that was really sweet. And yes. then let's just here take the last one where she talks about getting the email about being honored. Yeah. Okay. When Mark Twain first emailed me about the Mark Twain Prize, <laughs> I have to admit I totally misunderstood. I assumed that I was being asked to honor somebody else 
who was receiving the Mark Twain Prize, and I thought, oh my God, what a hassle. <laughs> I mean, seriously, who would put me through this? They have to go all the way to Washington, D.C., which, no offense, is a nightmare? <laughs> and make up flattering things to say about how funny someone else is? No <laughs> way. <laughs> And then uh, I reread the email and I realized, oh, it's me. They're giving it to me. I get the prize. And my attitude about the whole thing changed. <laughs> it really did. Anyway, oh, she's, she's great. She is just delightful. I can't wait for the last season of Eep to. Uh, uh, be on the air when we come back. Marley McMillan is going to give us the Durler plans. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Well, we're trying to track down the lady with the rake in the dirt. Oh, <laughs> oh. do I need to go look for her? No, did you like that joke? <laughs> the rake in the dirt. In yes. the dirt. It's very you clever. Know, the floor. I got, just, yeah, I got it. <laughs> You're over-explaining. Yeah, I know. I know. We're, we're looking for the lady who was going to rake Where's the floor. Yeah, no, we're on the air. I'm saying that on the air. You don't don't even worry about it. We have she's going she's swearing out loud, but not out loud. If you know what I mean. I recently Yeah, yeah, no dumb buttons here. Don't worry about it. You know what I did? I just did though on a plane though, is I I read a book and watched the Meg without the headset. And I would just look at the The Meg Meg, the shark. The shark thing when it was attacking and eating things and then in between the movie was so predictable I could just go back to my book. It was like a super You're efficient like, well, one, way. Uh, one eye up. Yep, Marley, that person got the chomp. Hello. Marley, were you negotiating a raise or were you signing a new person to Podcast One or something? Oh <laughs> my gosh, I was doing busy. both. Just all the important stuff. Yeah. You're yeah. a busy uh-huh. modern gal oh. on the go. Yes, well, not too busy to deliver the dirt. Okay. Hey, Taylor Swift, I know you're excited about this, Lori, or at least interested in it. Signing a new global recording deal to own her future masters. That is smart. Uh huh. Very so, smart. A very big deal in the music industry. Taylor's always been passionate about uh, having ownership. And right hasn't she of been with music. the same record label so since she was like four? Since she was a kid and signed. So this has been over ten years. This yeah. is a huge loss. We saw this play out in Nashville. With oh, that the TV show. The TV show. Oh, in the show. In the show. Got it. Where Connie Britton's character leaves her longtime label of over 10 years. And it's very, you know, people lose jobs over things like this. Sure. Oh, my and, well, and of course, the music industry has changed so much so in the much. time that Taylor has been involved in it. Right, and that's she's, true. Again, is concerned about the artist's rights and their ability to make money. So another step in And that, is this that a good step for other artists then? Yes. I would say, yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. Uh, they'll probably follow in her footsteps. So it's probably her taking the lead on making sure that that's something that she can do, wow. um, have those rights right. moving forward. So that well, is that's why Prince for her. wrote, stopped using his name. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Wrote Slave on his cheek well, right. because Warner Brothers owned his master yeah. recordings. Well, and most musicians who are signed to major record label deals are signed. They own Warner Brothers. Anybody owns the master tape. So this you is really fight rare. For this. Yeah, you got to fight for this. So yeah. congratulations to Taylor because that's a really big deal. Yeah, definitely. Okay, something else that's exciting and going on. Moulin Rouge opening on Broadway in 2019. Oh, Wow, that is really awesome. Uh, Previews will begin June 28th, 2019 on Broadway prior to a July 25th. Um, or excuse me, uh, a little bit later, it actually opening. Yeah. Now, do you guys think that Moulin Rouge lends itself to being like, you, could you see the Broadway show, Marley? Absolutely. I love that movie so much. Absolutely. Oh, that show is is one that you would think maybe was made for the stage first and then became a and movie. And became so, a movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The I costuming, the, oh, I mean, even just the, the, the auditions to be the Ewan McGregor character and the Nicole Kidman. That'll be a big cast. Spectacular. I'm spectacular, Lori. I'm very excited about Moulin Rouge coming to Broadway. Yeah, oh. apparently mm-hmm. the transfer's been in the works for some time. They had a theatrical reimagining of it last summer in Boston, and that was such a success. So that is why they are a actually... theatrical re- reimagining. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Yes, I, I came up with that right here, right now. Yeah. Kudos mm-hmm. to you. Thank you. Okay, yes. I got to ask you, Marley, <laughs> yeah, because did, you're I a did. Bachelor fan. We <laughs> saw the first trailer last night on Dancing with the Stars of Colton, the virginal Bachelor. Have we ever seen more fake tears and more horny oh. talk on a promo ever? Oh, really? These crying. Now, I have these pulled up here, Marley. If you haven't seen Colton oh. Underwood crying, saying, I'm scared. And Chris, Chris, they actually showed. Now, this is during Dancing with the Stars, which I think is a is a family, the grandma, the kids, the yes. mom. And Col- Chris Harrison looks at Colton in the promo and says, Colton. Are you ready for the fact that tonight could be the night you mm. lose your yeah. virginity? Oh, gosh, we knew this was going to uh, That's all they're doing. That's all this entire season is going to be about. It's going uh, to be about uh, Colton's virginity. They're, that's their only play. Yeah. I, but Did you I, see the preview, the little promo that said he's got nothing to lose? It's oh, so That's bad. the tagline that they're going with. He's and got I, nothing to lose. As a Bachelor devotee, Marley... What is your prognosis for this season? This season, because it starts off like of these a, trailers. I mean, do you think that this is just going to be painful like, hey, watch? Will we hate watch it? Okay, yeah. we're going to hate watch it because okay. we would hate watch it any of it. And nothing can be worse than Ari's season. This That's will true. not be worse than Ari's <laughs> season. That's true, because he even, was so bad. Even so, we convinced ourselves in the moment that Ari's season was good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's nothing that will get us to not watch this show. Uh-huh. And at least Colton is better to look at. Yeah. And the virginity thing, even if it's stupid, is still yeah. more interesting than whatever Ari brought to the right, table, which right. was nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested to hear that there, there's fake 
fake, you think it's fake crying. Oh. Um, I, you know, I, it's going to be a standard season of The Bachelor, though. It's yeah. going to be yeah. very much getting back to like the Sean Lowe days, the uh-huh. the light and fluffy, yeah. silly, gross drama. There's going to be a lot of stupid girls, and I wouldn't be surprised if he picks a stupid girl. Yeah, oh. I wouldn't be surprised either. Because I think I, he's kind of a stupid guy. He's kind yeah. of a himbo, yeah. for sure. And yeah. I, I don't know, Holly, what is it that they call that they bust under your eyes to get uh, actors to cry? Oh, I'm not sure. It looks like they stuck an onion under Colton Underwood's but there, face. There but there is, is something yes. in a movie close-up if an actor is having trouble bringing the tears. Mm. There's sort of, it's not... Yeah, there's something that they can kind of and it brings instant tears. And in this promo Mm -hmm. that I watched this morning, I mean, his his eyes are flashing water like he just learned his parents had just died in a plane crash. Yeah, and he's hugging somebody. And there's also (laughs) footage of Colton Underwood, our next bachelor, literally jumping the fence and saying, I'm blank and done with Chris Harrison calling out in a panic as Colton leaves the show. I know. I can't wait to watch the season. Yeah, it's going to be good. When does it come back? Uh, January 7th is when it premieres. Okay, not until then. But Mm -hmm. that's really, that won't be that far away if you really think about it. Yes. No, it is really not that far away. But I was surprised that during Dancing with the Stars, this was, I mean, of course they're going to do it, but I'm like, know your audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there must have been a lot of people who just paused the channel, like for certain people. Wait, like the, it was the right audience or the wrong audience? It's the wrong audience. Dancing with the Stars is grandma's, family's, kids. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it is not a, um, it's, it's, it's a PG, sure. PG-13. It was an R-rated trailer very Mm -hmm. racy you had all these you know kids going mom what's a virgin Mm. ah yes Mm -hmm. during the middle lots of wet shots of colton exactly we're getting back to that we're getting back to the the, they do this if they have a boring or a more intellectual season or controversial they'll get back to just the soapy literally Uh, soapy, good drama of the original Bachelor. Do you guys know if that Bachelorette Mansion burned down because it was in the line, the path of fire? I think there was damage, but I mean, they're going to figure that out. Do you know a family really lives there and moves out every year? I do. I read Bachelor Nation, girl. that's right. I got it from you. (laughs) That's right. Okay. Thanks, Marley. All right. Thanks, Marley. Listen, when we come back, it's the study of death. I gotta ask, do you got plans in Japan? Really, really good. By the way, Donnie uh, Kemper Cougar said the reason why your thing isn't working is uh, it's Mercury re- is in retrograde. That is true. That is true. Wow. Mm-hmm. That yeah. explains everything. Yeah, it explains everything. <laughs> Darn Mercury. Just say yes, Mercury is in retrograde. Uh, That's why nothing is working for me. Yeah, and I believe, um, yeah, I believe, I think maybe December 2nd. Is that when it's over? I hope December so. 6th. Yay. December 6th. Oh, December 6th. Well, that's so still 16 days. It's chaotic energy. Yes, mm. that means watch out when you travel. You travel, yeah. Oh, Cross okay. your T's and dot your lowercase J's and don't yes. make any big technology investments, which is very unfortunate because that isn't Right now is when all the deals are happening. Yeah, I know. No, I explained it as somebody that uh, is a permanent resident of um, Puerto Aventuras who was telling me something personable and it was, you know, kind of a big deal. And at the end of the story, I just looked at her and I said, you don't you do know Mercury is in retrograde, retrograde right now, at least until mid-December, December 2nd. I thought she said, well, that explains everything. That explains everything. <laughs> You got travel issues, you got miscommunications, technology errors, unplanned events. Mercury's in retrograde. Mm -hmm. Also, 
this is happening in a fire sign which is Sagittarius. We're moving into Sagittarius right now. That's yes, your we are. Sign. It's, yes, that's my sign. And so, a sister and a dad yeah. and Julia's boy, one boy. Sagittarian. So it's felt strongest by Sagittarius, Gemini, Virgo, and Pisces this oh. time around. Oh. I say this based on the internet where everything is real and it's all fact. Yeah, that's right. And, and <laughs> nobody is smoking. You mean it's not? And nobody is smoking. <laughs> but yes. Okay. So. Watch All out. Right. All right. Here we have for the study of duh, yes, this please. really is a study, but but still it's got to be reported because it was a study. 2,100 people were part of the study. The number and what they found out in this study, which I don't know, I feel like any frazzled man or woman anywhere in the world could say, what is the number one thing that kills your uh, uh, sex drive? Stress. Ding, 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 ding. Now, that was the most duh Duh. study ever, of course. Feeling frazzled puts people off the horny more than anything else in their life. It is the number one libido killer. Well, duh. (laughs) Well, duh. But still, now we know. Yeah, you're not making it. People aren't making it up when someone is really, really stressed out because it creates anxiety, which... Just puts off any kind of you Pleasure. don't feel like being intimate. No, of course no, not. No, 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 no. no. But uh, the second biggest libido killer is physical health. Like for some reason, no. well, of course, sure. if you're ha- if you're feeling sick, if you got a headache, a legitimate like headache. That. What else? What else in this study? A mental health is is a is a libido killer. Yeah. Having children is the fourth libido killer. Well, imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> at least for a while. At least for yeah. a while. And um work is a libido killer that goes under stress, stress. in me. Yeah. And watching porn has a negative impact on the sex life of at least 12% of these 2100 people that were studied. Well, if you're watching the porn. wrong type of porn and it doesn't turn you on, it could be very stressful. Or, or you're watching too much porn and all your love is going in your porn hand. That's true. And you don't have anything left, left for, for your the lover. Real thing. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. By the way, the study did not include what Facebook, Instagram and other social media how that might be a libido killer. Oh, that would be. Well, because it's simply taking your attention away from actually interacting well, with another human being. People, how many times have you gone out and seen people that are together that look and seem like a couple, whether they're two guys, two gals, or hetero or whatever, but they're looking at their phone and you're like, okay, are they just friends? Because you just don't feel any spark. There's right. nothing mm-hmm. happening. You have yep. no way of even knowing if they're both just waiting for other people. Sure. Because they're just looking. It's at the same way at the airport. The airport has become terrible for flirting. Oh, oh, the nerve. I know it. I know yeah, it. There used to be a bastion for flirting. Yeah, I know it. Uh, reality TV and friends are the lowest thing in the libido killer issue. Really? Reality, reality TV? Interesting that they... Uh, differentiate between regular or other TV and then reality because TV. Because sometimes people are judged by the reality TV. That's why sometimes some reality TV show watching is uh, in private there's because n- it might bug someone so much that you even watch it. There's oh. no such thing as a guilty pleasure, Lori. I, you're right. 
There is no such thing as a guilty pleasure. Watch what you're going to watch. That's right. It's and just the, a pleasure, period. It's, yes, it's just a pleasure, okay. period. And Got if it. someone's yeah. going to be judging you on watching five hours of wipe swaps from 2005, five. then maybe you just don't want to be with that person. That's anyway. right. You know, Lori only did that once. That's <laughs> right. That is absolutely right. Anyway, so that was like just a study of doubt, but there they did it, okay? Yep. Thank now, you. Now, okay. here's another study what your Instagram filters say about you. They oh, did, dear. They did a right. study, okay, and researchers analyzed Instagrams of feeds of people who took their questionnaire, and they found that people who don't have partners um, post less colorful photos. Um, and um, uh, they looked at 25,000 photos to understand how people use color in their social media snaps. Mm-hmm. And the survey, they're trying to me- measure five personality tra- traits you can gather from Instagram. Narcissism, life satisfaction, <laughs> loneliness, attitude to Instagram, and gender. Oh, All that well, from the photos. Yes. I get that. That This is a study of Delory. Because? Because you can just look at somebody's Instagram feed and you can tell, are they a thirst trap? Yeah. Are they comfortable in themselves? Is it full of selfies? What are they trying to communicate? They is found, it- yeah, they found like people who are romantically attached posted more colorful photos. People who were completely single Posted things with less color, more black and white, if you will. Uh, a little sense. moody. A little bit moody, more moody. Yeah. And I know it. it was, it's kind of interesting. It seems like duh, but yet at the same time. And uh, they found that more positive social media users um, just um, do use more color in almost everything they post. While people that might be neurotic or lonely, they just don't have anything. And then the color photos of Instagram, then they differed by gender. Mm-hmm. And we're probably, I would imagine, just through anecdotal research on Instagram scrolling, is that women probably post more photographs of people. Yes. Guys post photographs of things. Things. And women were more more colorful and yeah. more diverse in color. And guys though tended to post harmonious images and people who were more open were found to have less color diversity and color harmony in their photos. Interesting. Yeah, this study was published in my least favorite uh, journal, The Information of Processing and Management. I, really <laughs> I thought that you one. canceled your subscription. I know, but Donnie, I got one last oh, one. Okay. Stable people are calmer, but uh, on their Instagram feeds are considered uninspiring and unconcerned. Oh, no. <laughs> and individuals who are real neurotic tend to have... Um, uh, the worst psychological well-being, and you can tell from their Instagrams. Oh gosh, <laughs> which seems like a study of a, a kind study. Of thing. Yes, you be able to judge somebody just by looking at their photos. Yeah, and um, what else? Uh, yeah, just uh, they they're studying Instagram now, people. Now you got to be careful about what you post. Yeah, exactly. More, oh, yeah. more stress. More you're, stress. More stress, and then you're not want to get. You don't want to get laid. Right. Oh my oh, god. Oh, it's the vicious circle. What do I yeah. post? I don't okay, know. now this is an interesting study. I would not say it is a study of duh, but they did a study and they just looked at twenty year olds and seventy year olds. Okay. Okay. And they did EEG data, which. Uh, Dessa's book, you know, remember we had Dessa on, Mm -hmm. she did the EEG and she did all this electromagnetic wave stuff to try and get this guy who she loved out of her brain. 
It was this really interesting part of her book, you know, of her memoir. So anyway, they used EEGs on these 20-year-olds and 70-year-olds. Yeah. They found out this study, millennials, anybody who's young, but these 20-year-olds are way better liars than the elderly at 70. (laughs) (laughs) And because here's what they did. Um, They had the 20-year-olds and the 70-year-olds describe an object they had never seen. Okay, so both groups had to do this. And because your brain function declines as you age, elderly people can't keep track of their fibs. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And this is from Brandeis University in my second least favorite journal, Brain and Cognition. (laughs) I love it. And um, the brain of a 70-year-old is noticing less. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's able to cope when they were asked to lie. So you will get more truth out of a lot of older people because the the study's authors suggest that lying requires significant brain power yes and cognitive control and this um uh yeah what they had to do they had to falsely describe something they hadn't seen okay so anyway the higher level of mental capacity has been known to decline as a person ages and it's because we can't keep track of our fibs over the age of 70, which is explaining so much about what is happening at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, the study of <laughs> Dom. I mean, there right you go. Here. I mean, right there. I mean, you have got to be young to be a good liar. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to be caught in one fib after another. Yeah. All right. I just hope that works now out. got that study of Duff. Wow. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back with our favorite headlines. Oh, Kelly Clarkson. Sing it, Lori. Oh, I can't know. <laughs> that girl can sing our right, favorite mm-hmm. headline today. Paris Hilton, she still has the engagement ring, but he wants it bash, ha- back, hashtag, ring gate. Here's the deal. That's he, hot. He said he paid for the ring. No, he did not. <laughs> Be quiet. He said he bought the ring based, it's valued at $2 million, but based on what TMZ knows, he got a massive discount. Mm-hmm. The jeweler in Paris have a close relationship, and publicity for jewelers is called hard cash. Very, very valuable. Since she's the one who broke off the engagement under California law, if she calls off the engagement, he gets the ring back if he's got the receipts. And not surprisingly, we're told he's got the receipts. Oh, okay. It's a 20 20 carat diamond. It took four months to cut. She had to make three fake ones Mm. because she said she would only be able to wear it to private family events. That's right. And um, 
Well, remember the time she did lost lose it, it in, Paris, in, in Miami? In, she, I think Aspen. she lost it at a Miami club, and then they found it yes, in yes. a bucket, a yeah. bottle service Server. bucket. Yeah, I know it, I know it. But that was probably the costume jewelry one. I oh, bet geez, it was I not the real so. one. Anyway, so yeah, that's California Love. He does have his right. American okay. Express card, which, I mean, why wouldn't he use that for the points? Even right? if he was getting four hundred, <laughs> even if he, let's say he paid a half a million. Yep. Oh, that's a, two a million. That's a heck of a lot that's of points. Lot that of is points. a vacation that's yeah. ready for you. And to maybe take. he doesn't care about the points, but you know that people do care about the points. Everybody cares about, about the, the points. points. I don't care who you are. I know you're you always right. care about the All points. Right. All right. Duchess Megan wore a sparkly two-piece Sophia outfit that is to the royal variety performance she looked great it's posted take a look at it i think she looks really pretty in it i i love her hair up i love that halter on her i love harry in a tuxedo there isn't anything about these two i just don't love oh they're so (laughs) they really are so cute i mean he looks so great in a tux yeah i guess you know he has great shoulders he does he does he sells out a suit and custom fitted clothing people we have to report is really 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 looks nice on you Yes, that sure does. <laughs> the Sex in the City 3 script was going to kill off Mr. Big and focus on Carrie's grief. So now we know why Kim Cattrall said, no, I don't want to yeah. be in this stinking movie that's mm-hmm. just going to be about her. Right. And I don't want to read any of those dumb menopause Puzzle one-liners anymore. anymore. Nope. Nope. Prince William attends a top-level conference about men's mental health. Yes, I love this about one of the, he only does so few, he, you know, he only did 171 appearances. He does the least. Slacker. I know. Oh, oh, so but, lazy. But he has legitimately been working more this year. We'll have to really wait till the beginning of January for the final tally. Okay. <laughs> you keep, you tally. should be keeping count of I all of this. I don't. It's too much. But anyway, he is, um, he he is they they're calling it a top level conference, which is like just to me, it's like they're trying to brand him Mr. Future Serious King. But I do know that he is involved in the heads up. And, he, Megan, and yes. Harry. And so. it's a genuine interest of, of theirs, both of theirs. Of both of theirs. I and mean, it's a, remember when he slept out on the streets in London for yes. a couple of nights? Yes, yeah. I do remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Anyway. Frankie Munya's cat. Yeah. Darn cats. Turned on the faucet, flooded his house. Everything I own was destroyed. I mean, oh yeah, can you believe that, Holly? You're a cat owner. I could totally believe it. Look, I've got a cat. Okay, never that on the well, faucet. well, if he, <laughs> he if he if he could, drinking from the faucet, if he could, he would. Let me tell you, my ex boyfriend trained this darn cat to want to get the water fresh, and then he sits at the base of the sink. And he waits for you to turn it on. He'll sit in the shower and wait for you to turn it on. He'll go anywhere. The solution to this is to get a little water fountain that has, water that, fountain. Has, that has the running water because now he can get it nice and fresh instead of staring at me like the psychopath they, yeah, that he is. They have cat water fountains. <laughs> they sure do. So I believe this. Yeah. 100%. He said he arrived home from his uncle's funeral to find four of my five-story brownstone home under three feet of water. Everything I own... Destroyed every wall, piece of artwork, personal photos, furniture, all because my cat accidentally turned on a sink a few days ago while we were gone. I'm devastated and exhausted. I've lost my uncle Skip. 44 at five hours. Forgive me for venting. I'm so (laughs) sorry. I know it sounds ridiculous. You wouldn't believe the destruction. I would. Yeah. Water damage. Mm -hmm. You know, he was finished third last year on Dancing with the Stars. 
Wow, way to pull that stat out of thin air, Lori. Thank you for Why that. Why would you even Thank remember you for that? that. Yeah, just because he had, I <laughs> love that show. I love that show Me that he was on. Me in the lunchroom the other day, remembering that Keiko was the real name of the free willy whale. <laughs> and he just got, he just got um, engaged. <laughs> what was he did show? get engaged. Yes. What was his show again? Name his show. Uh, uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Thank yet. you. And with I love that Cranston. show. Brian Cranston. Yeah. He was so good. So yeah. anyway, that is amazing destruction by mm-hmm. a cat. Yeah. Do we think that Chris Pratt and Catherine Schwarzenegger are getting engaged because the Daily Mail is pushing this hard? Already? Yes. The uh, wow, Maria fast. Shriver set them up. I think they know each other through church. I think they've known each Ooh. other. Yeah, because Us okay. Weekly and the Daily Mail both running with the story yeah. that Chris Pratt is going to pop the question to Catherine Schwarzenegger sometime soon, which means and it might be a holiday. That's right, familial. And it is engagement. a known fact that men rebound oh, yeah. much faster than women. Oh yeah, and if they've been married and they liked being married, and then they're not married now, they feel like a cat. Or they feel they they their caveman instincts are on high alert. They don't like it. There have been studies for this. Duh, duh. <laughs> My caveman. <laughs> oh, your caveman, Donnie. That's uh, yeah, that. is going to be gone. He's going on the longest vacation in sixteen years. He's going on Donnie. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. Have a wonderful time. We will see you in December. That's right. And uh, Holly, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, too. Stephanie March is filling in, and we'll probably even open up the phone calls just because 